had any. I watched a, a couple clips of Bill Paxton because I love him, and I was like, <laughs> I'm fine. I, I I'm pretty sure I could recite this movie at this point. Did you guys actually rewatch it? No, sure I didn't. didn't. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I didn't think you did. <laughs> you know, I've seen it. <laughs> it's like one of my favorite movies. Oh, me, me too. Okay. I've seen this. I've seen it this year once or twice already. So I feel good. But um, okay, we're, we're gonna we're gonna start, guys. Um, I got a Perfect. bad feeling about this drop. Um, welcome to Too Young for This Shit, an adolescence addicted to action. Today we're talking about one of the classics, one of my easily favorite movies ever, uh, probably one of the films I've seen the most in my life. Uh, we're talking about Aliens, uh, James Cameron's sequel to the original Alien. I'm joined by my co-host, Peter Leon. Hello. <laughs> we have special guest, uh, Sonia Campbell, a filmmaker, and we have Mr. Ben Granoff, a, a cartoonist, and we're going to get into get into the nitty gritty of Aliens. Um, real quick, let's, let's start this with... Uh, when did you first see Aliens? So, Pete, like, do you, do you have any memory of how old you were, like, wh- where you were? No. <laughs> sure don't. <laughs> you ask me every time, and I'm like, shit, I, know. I don't remember. As well, I was a kid. I don't know. I was probably, like, 10, maybe, 10 or 11. Follow-up question. Did you see this before Alien 1? I did see it before Alien 1, yeah, which I think, okay. in retrospect, was probably a bad move because, like, I lost all appreciation for Alien, like, the first one. Like when I'm a kid, you see aliens, it's like so badass and action packed. And they're like, oh, let's see the first one. And I was just like, what is this? <laughs> like they're still waking up or they're yeah. eating spaghetti now? Like what's okay. Yeah. yeah I, I can understand. Uh, Sonia, how about you? I was also about 10 or 11. And I actually remember it really well because um, I, I only, we lived in Germany. And the only way to watch anything from the States at the time was to go to the electronics store and they would play like VHS recordings of people who would send us stuff in the States like MTV and movies. And so, um, I watched it there and there was no sound. Um, so I had to watch it with completely no sound and just kind of lips read lips. And I remember I was a dumb little kid. So I was super confused why Bishop was still alive after being torn in half. (laughs) Yeah, that was the first time. That's excellent. Okay, that's I think that's one of my favorite first time stories. Ben, can you top that? Possibly. Um, it was like this franchise was like a big cultural victory in my house. Rated R movies were not allowed. Right. Like like I don't think I saw T two until I was like seventeen years old or something like that. Oh Jesus, um, I'm sorry. And I'm I'm between Tony and Pete's age, like maybe halfway between your age. And um I think that my parents knew that I was what I was responding to and wanting to see Alien was like the Jim Henson part of me, the production design and special effects head, and not like that I was going to be getting off on blood. And so they, let, they were, me, and they let me rent it. So, but they are mistaken, right? You got off. Oh yeah, greatly. Yeah, yeah. I said, watch this part again, because they because they had they have no interest in any of this stuff, but everyone knows what goes down in that movie. And so I'm guessing that means for both you, uh, you guys, you saw Aliens before you saw Alien. Yeah. Yeah. And no. Ben, same thing. No, you saw you saw Alien. Yeah, first. I saw I saw Alien first. Oh, okay. Shit. Okay. Um. So for me, I saw Aliens. Uh, I'm just gonna say Alien Two. Alien Two first. Um. But kind of. So basically, my I had this really weird memory of being maybe nine and um going to bed, and my my mom and her boyfriend were watching Aliens, and I caught a glimpse of the Alien Queen. And in my little kid brain, it was like as big as Godzilla, and I had a full on nightmare. 
And I was like, that was fucking terrifying. But I was like, that's awesome too. And so I was already watching like Friday the 13th and stuff like that. So it wasn't that hard for him. I was like, hey, mom, can I watch Alien? She's like, okay, like you seem to get a nightmare, but maybe if you watch it, it'll be better. And she was totally wrong. I, I, <laughs> once I saw like the woman on like in part of the wall and she's still alive. Yeah, that's the worst that, part. Yeah, it really fucked with me. But, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm here today. I'm okay. So uh, I, I, I am a huge fan of Aliens. Uh, I went back and watched Alien and I will say like Pete, you know, I, I, I love alien now as a kid. I was like, this is a little slow. I mean, where's the machine gun, but I got around to it. It was great. Um, but it took me a little bit, it took me a little bit there. Um, so let's just go right to, uh, the controversial question, which of the two films do you prefer? Is that, a, with Pete. is that a real question? It is. Yeah. Oh, I know. Uh, I know what you're going to say. Yeah. The first one, of course, the original. You're not wearing sleeves, so I, I I assume it's 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 honestly part two. It's aliens, yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, yeah. So Sonya so so wearing sleeves. Oh, okay. Gonna I'll, I'll go back to. You. <laughs> I don't got those guns. Um, uh, now it's it's definitely Alien, the right. first one because of John Hurt, who's one of my favorite actors, mm. and um, it's it's just like a true pure sci-fi. The tone is so like you know dread. Filling, and it's the first time we really saw H.R. Giger's like work come to life like that. So it was like kind of, you know, it's more shocking to see it. And then when Aliens comes out, you already know what to expect in terms of the creature. Mm. Agree with that, Ben. I like the first one, the the Lovecraftian mystery, and just the existential what the fuckism that that permeates the whole thing. You're in the super industrial environment just watching regular people bitch about their jobs and then what um and, and you never you never can quite escape and it. it's like uh you know behind the veil of reality kind of shit so the correct answer is actually both you don't have to pick one really right. so you guys all got it wrong that's fine but um for, for me I, I i think it's one of my one of my bios i was like um i think alien is a better xenomorph movie and aliens is a better ripley movie I love them both. They're very different things. Um, you know, the, the, but I will say as far as rewatching, I'm way, it's, it's a much easier ride to watch aliens again. So if aliens is on TV, I'm almost always just going to finish it and alien. I'll, I'll probably watch, finish it too, but not as frequently. So I don't know if that leans me towards the aliens camp or not, but Pete, like, yeah, I'm definitely going to, I'm going to answer for you on that one. You definitely prefer <laughs> aliens over the original. I don't know why, I don't know why you're trying to be all like, even I'm going to take my sleeves off right now because and all you're the right. year, all the years of me knowing you, you have never once brought up alien and like talk to me about alien yet. You like constantly recite aliens. And we talk about all the different aspects of like the weaponry and the queen and the different, uh, you've never been never, like, yeah, I never feel close enough to get, in, get into Alien with you, you know? Yeah, I feel sure. like we're, we're, we're at Aliens level of friendship. And then, you know, I'll talk to Ben maybe about Alien. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Um, well, well, one of the big differences, I'll kind of jump ahead to this question about the two films is like, uh, and you guys kind of touched on, the first movie, the Alien itself is this mysterious thing. It's H.R. Giger's really sexual, really horrific kind of, just nightmare creature and there's a lovecrafting element to it and part two aliens it's not that at all it, it becomes more of an insect insect type of thing there's a hierarchy there's the queen and i think the queen's awesome i love that but i do kind of miss that the first one's the the weirdness of it and how it, it truly is alien you guys 
you guys um are you guys fine with the 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 queen and the insect kind of thing that was uh added to or do you um really prefer that first one like sonia i'll start with you um i do like the insect aspect because um for me personally in my psyche like insects are my greatest fear so Mm -hmm. that ectoskeleton shit really like creeps me out yeah plus um like, I guess, I mean, it kind of goes along with this question. The way they moved and the way they came out of the walls and stuff was more freaky in Aliens than Alien. Like, there's one scene in Alien where it just looked like a dude in a suit being like, ah, you know. Yeah. And, jazz hands, yeah. <laughs> yeah, jazz hands. And in the second one, it's not so much like dudes in suits. There's not as many, like, scenes like that. So I like it. <laughs> Pete, what do you got? Yeah, I agree. The uh, well, that, they're called warrior aliens, right? And aliens, you know, they are. It's yeah, not acting like it's a question. It's not like I don't have. To. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I, I definitely prefer the warrior aliens. They're they're everything about them is badass. Like she said, the way they move and everything, and like how James Cameron had like acrobats, I think, in some of the suits. FYI, I'm sure we all knew that, but <laughs> Ben, what, what do you think, man? I like it all. I like the. I like when the mythology expands i like when the allegory for this biology that spreads like a virus that needs to corrupt and destroy all of our worst tendencies um gets blown up so like what they did with prometheus and alien covenant like is just as satisfying to me as the life cycle expansion stuff that Mm. happens in the james cameron sequel i'm pro flute scene in covenant yeah. And that's kind of my own favorite shit from the new stuff. But that, you know, that's fine. You put the flute scene in any movie, I'm going to watch it. I don't care. It was, it was the hottest thing I've seen in a long time. Fastbender and Fastbender all day long. But um, I'll get nit, real nitpicky. Um, I love um, the alien, the warriors and aliens and how they move and everything you guys said. The one thing, though, is actually, they, you know, they took the lid off of the dome of the xenomorph from the first one. And, that's, and it gets kind of that bumpy thing. Not into the shrimp head. I like the smooth alien, like that smooth kind of sexy, like, like fucked up ski helmet thing. That is the first one. That's just me talking. Although I also say, get real nitpicky. People have like the the see through thing. You see the human skull in there. Nah, nah. I don't want the skull. I want the. I just want it all opaque, or you know, dark. Yeah, that's what I want. That's me. You guys all agree completely. Thank you. Um, yeah. No. No. <laughs> Okay, so we, we talked about, uh, we mentioned this is a James Cameron movie. Um, this is, I saw T2 first, but this is definitely the second James Cameron movie I watched. And then I think Terminator. Um, what do you guys think James Cameron brings to it, brings to the franchise? Uh, we'll, we'll start with Ben on this one. Um, I Well, you know, since I don't really favor this one, I, I think it's like over the top, like technical, um, like dick swinging, mostly. <laughs> Um, I, I, uh, my first Cameron movie was, was the abyss. Oh, wow. And in, I have real rose colored glasses for that picture. Um, and what I've read about, you know, him making that movie and him with the crew at Pinewood on alien, it's just like, you know, if he wasn't, (laughs) if the guy couldn't draw, I'd be like, what an asshole. But since he draws, I'm like creative genius, no doubt about it. <laughs> Peter Leon, are you a fan of James Cameron? Yeah, slightly. So, some right? of his work is okay. Yeah. <laughs> True lies. That's about it, really. <laughs> um, so, what do you think James brings to uh, the series? Yeah, that's a good question. 
I mean, aside from his uh, color blue that he's obsessed with <laughs> and, and, and his love of love stories, I feel like the love story aspect was really like put on the back burner for the theatrical release, though, because the director's cut, like they add a lot more of the love story back. Is, into is there, it. I don't remember that. Is there, there's more like Hicks stuff. And st- yeah, yeah. There Do are, they, like, they have exchange, more like they exchange like their full names and like their backstories oh. and all that stuff. <laughs> Is, no, is there a more weapon fondling? Because that's my favorite thing. There's like there the is. ghost movie when they had like the clay thing. And then there's like the fondling machine gun. That's my favorite stuff. Yeah, that's the scene where they're like talking about like their backstory, basically. They cut all okay. the backstory out for the theatrical cut. Gotcha. Okay. Um, okay. You got you got any more in there? No. Okay. Sonia, <laughs> what, what do you think of, of Mr. James Cameron? I think it's great, you know, especially in retrospect, how old is it now? Like a 35 year old film, you know, anything that holds up and tests of time, you got to give props to whoever made it. And Cameron, I'm, I'm also like Pete said, like, so, so a fan. I mean, just because like half the stuff I'm like, I will never watch that or watch it again, like Avatar. And then (laughs) I I was kidding. I love James Cameron. (laughs) Oh, oh. well, I'm not kidding. (laughs) Um, you know, he has some goofy stuff, like 50% goofy, but like it goes like Aliens is my number one Cameron film, Terminator, Terminator 2, then True Lies. Um, and then everything else can just like go down the toilet as far as I'm concerned. I don't uh, really care. You don't like The Abyss? I, I don't really like The Abyss just because of like the aliens in an ocean aspect, like and I remember, like, around that time that film was about to come out, there was so much coverage on it. Like, Entertainment Tonight would just, like, cover it like crazy and just being like, the abyss, the abyss, the abyss. Um, but I kind of rem- I-, I haven't seen it in a long time, so maybe I need to go back and rewatch it. But it just has that, that feel to me where I'm just like, oh, so it's just, like, kind of a nice cocoon sort of creature. <laughs> like, the movie Cocoon. It makes me feel a little bit too PG-13. Mm. Ben, I'm sorry I brought you on here to get hurt, okay? But um, <laughs> I will I will say, okay, when we, you kind of mentioned the ranking of James Cameron movies. I used to always just speak T2's number one. I yeah, feel T2. in the last few years, I don't know, man. I think Aliens is now my number one. I, I, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of hurt feelings. Oh, shit. Oh, I'm going to go do some squats. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. Oh, back. That's ridiculous. <laughs> well, actually, Leon, like, is is aliens even, number two? I can't even, like, who are you right now? Are you still my friend? <laughs> Barely. We're hanging on. I'm. I don't even know what to say right now. It's, it's like the whole world huh? is. Yeah. You should say I thought game I knew over. about you. In, in the over, director's man. in the director's cut, our our love story will 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 be more indulged indulged um well, so what do you what do you think is aliens at least number two for you or is, or is terminator one two like what do you, oh, where, no, where do you aliens go? is number two for sure is it a close to at least am i absurd close to here? one no it's like t2 <laughs> and then like many like empty levels and then aliens and then you know and then all the other like filmmakers are you so, guys 90s kids yeah but yeah you, okay. i'm 39 so, the 80s. You know. Well, yeah, but I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I got I had fun in the night. Oh, you're born in like 82 or you know? I'm born 81, but I'm like yeah. December 30th, 1981. But you like you're around Eddie Furlong's age at the time T2 came out. Exactly. I saw it in the theater. I was exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I think sense. that's a big part of it. Yeah. So, you know, I think 
I hit 10 years old, 11 in the 90s. So I'm, I'm there for, you know, I'm there for Saved by the Bell. I'm there for what else happened? Uh, Melrose Place, even though I was too young for that. I thought Bobby's that was World? Fuck yeah, Bobby's World's good. Bobby's um, great. Don't you know? Yeah. Leaning Tower of Chiza. Um, or is that the, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Ben, I'm so sorry. Um, you're, you're James Cameron ranking real quick. So I'm guessing, you know, you're a very artsy individual. So I'm going to guess in Piranha 2, maybe right after Abyss or no? You talking to me? <laughs> I, thought, I, I thought this is the segment where we did our Schwarzenegger impressions. Oh, have you got one? Feel, no, Sonia, you're next. Um, oh, I, love, I, I told you I like the Abyss, right? You did. What, um, I uh, yeah no I I think um, my I think T two is better than than Aliens. Um, I guess you and Pete are best friends now. Yeah, we're That's best cool. friends. I just totally a friend. T two Aliens, the Abyss. I actually I actually really like Avatar because um, oh shit I like yeah, Avatar I do like, too. I think that I think that there's there's enough science fiction ideas to be mined in Avatar that are like left kind of like on the table. And that's one of the things that I think a lot about aliens where it's like, I like this movie. I've always liked this movie. I kind of wish it was a much better. It's silly to say, I wish it was a much better movie because there's so much content there. And it, there's a, there's a bit of a lull about um, an hour and 15 minutes in for me. And you know, I just, I was- I, there's just a few, a few spots I, I wish were a little tighter. I was having fun earlier, but now my feelings are hurt. I don't know, Ben. Shit. Um, <laughs> and I and I don't like the Terminator. Oh, I think I saw it once. I don't remember what. <laughs> you need just, to rewatch it too. Just bold, big <laughs> Avatar and the Abyss fan. What am I doing here? <laughs> Damn. What? Okay, I. It's just I don't even understand the reference. I like when he anymore. teleports. Okay. That part's fucking cool. He's I mean, naked. Yeah, and you, see, and you can see his wiener. <laughs> Me and Pete have talked about it. It's an, it's amazing, especially with the Arnold Blu-ray. I mean, that's it's, yeah. It's we we have literally better. talked more about Arnold Schwarzenegger's penis from Terminator One than you have ever mentioned Alien, the original. So don't sit here and try to tell me that you like him the same. I like him for different things. I like right. Arnold Schwarzenegger's penis for a different reason too. It's well, not the same thing. It actually has some similarities to Xenomorph, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's the dome. It's the dome. The, okay, you can see the skull. You can sort of see the the ridge of the nose. There's actually a human skull yeah. inside uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's penis that you can see clearly. It's an Austrian thing. No, a lot of people don't notice it. Harry um, from work was there. It's pretty good. Does it Sony, spit acid? Unfortunately, yes. This is why. Um, the Ken, yeah, yeah. It, you know, he he he's had a lot of hardships. But um, so moving right along, Sigourney Weaver, um. I this is I think I saw Ghostbusters first actually, but this is definitely the the movie and the role that I associate with her the most. Maybe Working Girl after that, but anyways, I, I as Ripley, like what about it? What does she bring to the role, and what is it about the role you find so compelling? I think we all probably dig her in this movie. Like, so let's let's start with Pete. Like Ripley fan, what is it yeah, about her? It's I only know her as Ripley, honestly. Like. Has she even done any other movies? No, I just said Ghostbusters. <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. But, like, for whatever reason, I don't, like, associate Sigourney Weaver as, like, acting as Ripley. Like, in my mind, it's just, like, the character of Ripley. Like, when I see Ghostbusters, I'm like, oh, it's Sigourney Weaver. She's playing, she's playing Dana Barrett, blah, blah, blah. But, like, when I watch Aliens, it's just, like, that's Ripley. You know? Like, that's not Sigourney Weaver in my mind. I feel like she just completely takes over that character to where it's the point where it's like you completely forget that there's like an actor playing 
this character. If that makes What's sense. What's your favorite hairstyle the character's worn? Whew, you know oh, the right man. answer. They're all pretty, I guess, one. Alien. No. You think no. aliens? It, that's what, look at my hair. I know. It's just, just because, just because so you have the same hair as her. Yes. Obviously, yeah. dude. Or maybe right, Alien fine. maybe Alien 3, actually, when she shaves her head, because that was a bold move. No, yeah. probably Alien, the first one. Yeah, there was lice on the planet. <laughs> she had to. So, she yeah. had to do it. Okay, Sonia, what do, what, do you, what do you think of uh, Ellen Ripley, and what do you think of Sigourney Weaver's portrayal of her in this movie? She's so, like, natural and intelligent and kind of has, like, almost like a Gina Davis thing going on, mm-hmm. like, in The Fly, where she's just, like, they don't completely make her out to be uh, – it's not about her sex, really. It's about her her um, being able to help them with what she knows already. And, you know, she has this, like, slight masculine quality. It almost makes her androgynous. So I just like that it doesn't matter if she's a man or a woman, really. They don't really play up on that. She's just, like, the hero of the story. Mm. Um, so, you know, it's, it's weird. I was just thinking about it as, like – with all the other women that are in the in aliens is it's it's almost like ahead of its time feminist you know <laughs> yeah i think cameron uh, kind of does that a little bit like almost like accidentally yeah. like with terminator yeah. and sarah Con- like he wasn't exactly thinking that right but, you know. yeah and he doesn't make it a big thing so that's what yeah. i kind of like about it you know it's not like oh it's also a woman and you know she's not like her emotions aren't getting ahead of her but she still has them when it's necessary right um so yeah ben what do you think man yeah, you guys, you guys are right. I mean, I think there's a, a lot of humanity that she brings into this role, but also, uh, like, competence. Like, she's, you know, it's competence that gets shaken, and then she builds her confidence back up. I'm, I'm always reminded of the scene in the first one with Harry Dean Stanton and Yafit Kodo and yeah. the engineering deck, and she just tells them, he's playing, he's like, the, the steam ducks are on, so like, what's that? Why don't you go fuck off? And then she leaves and they shut off the the steam. Um, but like how just like how by the book she is and she's just like a working mom trying to trying to make it happen. Cat mom. Yeah. <laughs> she's a cat yeah, she's, mom. She's one of the, the big cat moms. Um it's funny you mentioned the first one. It's I was thinking about this in a really weird way. Especially as growing up in the eighties and nineties, almost all the heroes are are, are Mahoney from uh, Police Academy, or they're Bill Murray from Ghostbusters. They're the guys who don't follow the rule book. They kind of make their own rules, and, yeah. and 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 Ripley is the opposite, and it really works. Especially in the first movie, she's like, "We have protocol. What are you idiots doing?" And in part two, you see that she, you know she she follows the rules, but not blindly. She's like, you know, I don't care if the company wants to keep this thing. Like this is dangerous. We're gonna fucking nuke the planet. I, I really love, I think, especially as I got older, not that I'm the most competent guy at work. I've, I'm sure plenty of my, my former employees, where he's the worst guy to work with. He's an idiot. But um, there are definitely times I'm like, what are we doing? Just listen to me. Like, I, I, I know what we're doing. Like, you know, this is the way to do this. And no one listens to you. And you just go, hey, it's going to be a, a whole clusterfuck. And I think as I get older, I'm like, more and more, I, I can see Ripley's side. I'm like, oh, my God, just do your job. Just do your job, please. Well, the the skepticism that she learn the skepticism of Waylon Yutani that she builds immediately after the first movie is unflappable. You know, there's fuck Burke and what he wants. Like, so speaking of, of Waylon Yutani, um, Paul Reiser, man, mad about you. So I, I 
I'm pretty sure this is actually my introduction to him. So when I found out he was a comedian and then he's like, you know, unmet, I was like, what the hell? This guy is like a piece of shit. And I think he's, he does a great performance. Cause it's what's what I like about it is like, I can't re- honestly remember if I, I was ever surprised. I think I was surprised initially, but he plays it. So it's not super obvious. And he doesn't, especially at first he has enough of like, he's a guy who she calls and he's like, Oh, I'm sorry. You have nightmares still. And in, once you understand who he is, you can see what he's really doing, but it seems genuine enough. Like, Oh, she would kind of think maybe he's not the worst suit in the world. Like, did you guys, do you guys enjoy his performance or do you just straight up hate him the whole movie? Like, like Sony, where, where do you go with this one? I agree with you completely. Like besides Sigourney Weaver, he's definitely gives the best performance. Um, like he's a really good dramatic actor, um, which, you know, you don't see a lot. Like he said, mad about you. You're just like, eh, but yeah. uh, when you see him in this film, it's like his chops come out, you know, like he's he's actually does a really nuanced performance, which is nice. He's so at ease, you know, and, and he does get just enough of that, that like undercurrent of smarminess where you're like, I don't know. But um, he doesn't make being a bad guy hokey, you know, like right. when he gets what's coming to him, you're, you're like good. But I also kind of like that character, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. Pete. Big fan, polarizer. Mad about you? I'm I'm still just processing what she just said about how he was the second best actor in the movie. Bill, yes. Bill Paxton, come on, he has got all the best lines. He's too good in that movie, man. <laughs> <laughs> he does have a got a lot of lines, but oh, his character is, is incredible. A whiner in that movie. Oh. <laughs> I, I I love Bill, but I I think as acting goes, like Bill Bill is doing like what kind of like what I think of Bill Paxton. That's just me. But like, go ahead, Pete. What do you what do you think, man? Paul Reiser. <laughs> Do you just want him to be dead, or do you do you appreciate the any no, nuance I was there? I was definitely surprised the first time I saw it when mm. he turned out to be a bad guy. So I thought it was I thought he did a great job, just slightly worse than Bill Paxton did. <laughs> <laughs> he got good later, I think. Bill Paxton. Yeah. Bill. Oh, that's a bridge too far. I mean, I, I still I love everything he's done. Even no, I do too. I yeah. agree, but he was like the comedy relief guy. Oh yeah, yeah. You know. Like he was Chet. He's also, yeah. he's also a badass. So he goes down like for all the whining that he does throughout the entire movie. Like when push comes to shove, he was actually pretty heroic and like goes down shooting his gun as he's being dragged through the ground. But I like that he's their tech him. guy. He's the guy who does all the oh, IT true. solutions. That's, <laughs> that's they're, they're doomed from the get-go uh so what do you think ben like uh paul reiser bill paxton uh either way the company the company is my favorite part of the franchise besides the cool. geeker stuff right. um and that's i think why the more recent sequels are, are interesting to me right. on burke's um and i love burke burke's um business card uh which is flashed for merely a second his position is special projects director Special Services Division. That's almost which, my job now. Yeah. Real quick. So, so that's like, you know, bioweapons R&D right, on right. the sly. There's a part. Um, that's what I do. There's a part, I think, when they're in the, um, like, colonial building or, or structure where Burke very subtly is calling the shots, where he tells, mm-hmm. uh, I think, either Gorman or Apone where to go. With like a with a finger gesture, and, and he that's, also that's really cool to me. Yeah, and I think he also he phrases something as a question to Gorman, but it's really just like, hey, this is what you, we ought to be doing, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah, he goes along with it. So speaking of like the surprising stuff, Bishop, like 
as a kid, I can't honestly remember if I if I suspected Bishop like if Ripley was right and Bishop was was a bad guy because I didn't see the first one, so I didn't know. I, I understood from the context that there was an android and that was bad in the first film, but like, do you guys remember was was Bishop's turn as not a heel like a surprise to you, or do you like? Yeah, I thought he was for sure going to be a bad guy. I mean, that's how they were setting it up the whole time. They're wanting the audience to feel like that, and I was a little kid, so I didn't know any better. So I was like, oh no, he's definitely a bad guy. Plus the Lance Hendrickson face. Right. <laughs> yeah. I love Lance. But I'm just saying, you know. Yeah. Sonia. Actually, Sonia, do you, have you worked with Lance before? No, no. Mm-mm. Okay. I thought for some reason. Okay, cool. So I, I felt bad for talking shit. I was like, I don't want like, you get in trouble. No. Okay, cool. <laughs> so you're, you're scared of his face too. I, I, I love his face for any kind of character. And it's interesting. Like um, one thing I wanted to uh, bring up was kind of cool is that, you know, Lance, Bill Paxton and Jeanette, um, what's her name? Goldstein. Goldstein. Yeah, near dark. All went into near dark right after because yeah. um, Cameron and Catherine Bigelow were dating at the time. Ended up getting married later, but at the time, you know, like obviously she had access to her boyfriend's cast, and they uh, had the three in in her film immediately after Aliens, which is kind of cool. Um, and you know, when you think about that character in near dark and his character as bishop they're so different you know like he he um he really does a great job of just giving you this like uh, it could go either way feel which is cool um like i'm forgetting the android's name in the in alien but Uh, he definitely yeah yeah, ash definitely felt like a villain from the start yeah pervy bill yeah exactly (laughs) but with lance Hendricks, he was able to make you like they cast him perfectly for that you know yeah, and I think um, you know later on he gets kind of typecast as a heavy or a bad guy, and 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 this one you can see he can he can do different things, and he can yeah. even play sort of naive in a weird way. It's it's it, it, right. It's a it's a really good range. Yeah, then, even even like almost fatherly at the end, you know. Yeah, totally. Yeah. No. Ben, but did then you, at the uh, end, oh sorry. Well, go ahead. No, go ahead, Pete. What's up? I was gonna say then at the end he actually ends up being a bad guy though in the third one. So oh, that's really, really, well, that's not really him. It's Nobody him. is who they are in the third one anymore. I swear, <laughs> it's, it's it's the real one, the one that he was based off of. I think in the I think yeah, in the credits like, he's um, a man in scarf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a gentrifier yuppie guy with a coffee. No, um, but the real bishop's a good dude. Like he, you know. Anyways, I mean, ben, technically did speaking, you... the real real bishop is a bad dude. The android bishop is a good dude. But it's contradicted by Alien versus Predator, where he. No, nah, I don't give a shit. Isn't that? <laughs> um, <laughs> I always saw him as naive, which was the word that you, I mean, obviously it's, it, he's putting it on. I never thought that, that maybe there was going to be a heel turn. And I think that's because Ian Holm is so wicked in mm. the first one. Right. The, the part before, the part when they go down um, onto the rock in their, in their hockey pads and Ian Holm is like in the bubble looking and he does the, he, the like, run. Kinda, yeah, this, yeah, the running in place, and then they're down on the ground, and he gives them, he waves them like a like a mom waving their kid on the school bus, right? Uh, kind of thing. He's just like so evil. My favorite Lance Hendrickson, Lance Hendrickson part is when he he asks, um, Bill asks him to do the thing with the knife. Oh no, I couldn't. And he takes the knife and he does the <laughs> like he before he's even doing it, he's like, okay, here's you know, 
Yeah. Um, and actually, when Bishop puts his hand on him, uh, Bill Paxton's like, you know, protesting. He's like, oh, no. And, and Bishop's like, oh, no, yeah, you, you. And it's like, it's weird because he's not supposed to he, like, be sort of like insisting. That might and, be, um, that might be, who's the other heavy gunner? Not Dutch. Um, Dutch is, Dutch is someone oh, else. Oh, um, uh, Vasquez's friend? Uh, yeah. Frost? Is that Frost? Frost? No, Frost's the other guy. They all have sweet names. Apone, Frost. No, Maybe. Frost is the office manager. The other Nitro guy. Explosion. They all have sweet names. I don't know. So I, you mentioned I forgot that Lance Hendrickson was in Alien versus Predator. So yeah. that doesn't make any sense. It does not. Uh, he, I think he's. I think he's playing uh, Wayland. He's playing like the guy it's named after. It, and then later on, they they had uh, Guy Pierce playing. Don't, it, don't worry. It's like it's in the fucking woods, dude. It doesn't. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> that was, yeah it's it's crazy man and also it also fucked up bill paxton's uh title as the one guy who's been killed by a terminator a predator and an alien because um, bill paxton i think he gets killed by a predator in that one i could be mistaken hmm. um but you you brought up maybe one of the most important scenes in the movie uh the knife scene the the, the knife hand scene as a kid my sister would insist like don't worry tony i'm not gonna cut you and i would get cut every single time and I would practice with a wooden spoon and hit my knuckles a bunch of times. Have, as kids, as adults, have you tried this? Are you any good? Have you tried it with something that's actually sharp? Sonia, you, you seem like you might have some uh, some practice here. What's happening? Oh, I'm just laughing because I want to do it right now so bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're, holding a, you're holding a pen, aren't you? You should do pen. it. You should do my it. My brother and I that was a used school to do thing. it with pen. Yeah. And so the worst that would happen is you just kind of like hurt your finger for a few minutes. Right. But yeah, yeah, it's just really fun, you know. Like, I can't. I'm not good at it though. Okay. <laughs> Pete, what do you got, man? Oh yeah, of course. Everyone did that as a kid. Are you are you are you a pen man? <laughs> you a wooden spoon guy? Are you a knifey? No. What's up? Pen or pencil for sure in school, mm -hmm. and it never ended well. Like never once, I think in my life have I ever seen anybody successfully do it at like a rapid speed. Like you can do it slow all day long, but once you're like, okay, I got the rhythm down, I can do it. It's like immediately the first <laughs> one goes right into the hand. I'm even bad slow, but I don't like learn my lesson. I'm like like this and like middle finger immediately. I'm like, oh, I'll just do it again. I'm like, okay. Did you guys ever do it with someone else? Like whether you were like uh, bottom or top? Yeah. My brother. Is it, oh, so is that your little brother? Older brother. Oh, shit. Okay. He trusted you. Cool. <laughs> um, how about you, Ben, man? You live dangerously? I'm, no, I remember doing it with like a, the eraser end of a pencil. <laughs> Smart well, man. the good news is, Ben, you're a father now. That baby can't really say no. So I say, you know, get what you want. And also, they have smaller hands. It's even more dangerous. She watched all three movies today. Oh, the kid did? She couldn't keep... She's three and a half months. She couldn't keep her... I was, uh, like, holding... Feeding her and, like, holding my hand over her field of vision. Don't look at this part. It's a, it's about birth, man. She should, she should say it. Um, my kids seen the thing. They didn't care at all. I mean... Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, anyway. it's wasted on the youth. It's true. Um, rest of the cast here. Okay, so the the Marines. I, I've never ever wanted to be an army guy in my life. I know I'm a wuss. I don't like war. But briefly as a kid, I was like, if it was in space, it'd be kind of fun. I guess. I mean, you might die, but you have good times. Like, um, I, I love the crew and I, I I love the whole cast. But like, is there any particular members? Uh, uh, besides Paul Reiser, that we uh, we appreciate in this cast, <laughs> I can serve you, Pete. What, what do you got? Is, is it is it Bill all the way? Oh man, uh, I, Paul Reiser is just does it for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, 
Hudson and they're all just incredible. I love all of them. I love all of oh. them. All, all the Marines. <laughs> I have statue, well, like collectible figurines in my little living room, <laughs> holding up like the bookend shelves of the my Blu-rays. But you're um, adorable. Yeah, I mean, Michael Bean knocked it out of the park. He did great. I think they all did great. It's such a good film. I'm sorry. I feel I'm like stop talking Bean's, now. No, no. Bean's toughest thing when I thought he was a badass was when he's asleep. When they're going like down in the the, the thing. Oh like, yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool, dude. Like he he doesn't give a shit. I love yeah. that. Um, uh, Sonia, like who who you who do you gravitate towards in, in the in the crew? Um, Vasquez is probably my favorite of the Marines. She's so badass, and like just the fact that Jeanette Goldstein like got was in that physical shape to be able to do something like that, but it's still like a good actress, you know, like that, that was pretty amazing. And you didn't, you didn't, and you still don't see a lot of like women in that kind of shape doing just like a right kind of, I mean, it's a Marine, but it's still like a pretty straight up role. And uh, she, she's like at the end of her, her part there, she's like real hero, you know, like real yeah. heroine. Um, Cause she's like bringing up the rear, you know, and, and, blows herself up <laughs> you know she's just like fearless the entire time james cameron I, definitely would have been blacklisted had he tried to make that casting decision well here's the thing is like yeah i i mean it, there would be some protests but she's she's jewish but also brazilian and moroccan so like at what point would she be like asked to play that part of a jewish brazilian moroccan like I'm Mexican and I thought she was more convincing of a Mexican than I am. (laughs) So you're right. Nowadays it's like frowned upon, but I think she still had some like different ethnicities. She still has different ethnicities in her. It's definitely get her to play like, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. No, good. Just in Titanic because then she plays (laughs) like with, like she's got like that accent. Oh, you never saw Titanic, huh? No, I did. Oh my God. Oh, wow. She's in it again. She's in it again playing another ethnicity that, like, she's not. And I was just like, why does James Cameron keep having her play, like, <laughs> other ethnicities? Like, is he trying to get in trouble? It, I'll, I'll say this. Like, it's definitely complicated. I mean, it's not probably a good thing to actually – I think she actually wore brown stuff on her skin to look darker. That's not a good look per se. But she is not – the performance is amazing. And I will also say, just as a white guy, I, I, I didn't know she was – I honestly didn't know she was the lady from Near Dark until yeah. years later she's so different yeah blonde hair. Too, right yeah she's exactly. like T- mom <laughs> yeah t2 i had no idea i was like holy crap because she has like freckles and she just looks in her yeah. voice yeah it, it blew me away vasquez total badass i mean the pull-up scene and this yeah. her talking shit to hudson i love her and hudson because hudson is i think trying to like like nag and maybe trying to make something happen she's like dude you're like you're like my little brother at best you're just you suck right. yeah i, I love, love when he says, uh, does anyone ever mistake you for a man? And she says, no. What about you? <laughs> so good. That's, yeah, that's, that's perfect. Um, how, how about you, Ben? Who, who do you like on the, in, in the group? So I right think now, that, talking. I think that um, Pharaoh, the pilot, has the least amount to do. And it's all gold. And even like gestures or the way she's photographed, like – She's in her her aviators, and you can still see her eyes a little bit, or like the way she flexes her hand in the glove. Um, but my favorite thing is when they wish her luck, and she recites uh, the line uh, that's also used in the Abyss when Lindsay is piloting the mm. the submersible: "Luck is not a factor." Um, and like, oh God, it says uh, "fly the friendly skies" on her 
on her helmet. She's fantastic. Well, I mean, friendly or something. Yeah. I always yeah. thought she had an Annie Lennox vibe, like like early Annie Lennox, like the hair kind of slicked back and the gloves yeah. and stuff. Um, you know, I like I like the whole crew. Um, Apone was just like cracking me up, man. He, yeah. like, especially him and Hudson, he was like the meanest, like mean drill sergeant dad type, and like looking to my eye. As, and he died so quick. I was like, oh, I wanted like a whole bunch more of that guy. Thought he was great. Hey, um, I don't really get that line, by the way. I never have. Is it because okay. he's flipping them off? I don't. I think so. I actually don't know either. But I always, okay. I always, I've repeated it as a kid and not, you know, known what I was doing. It as, makes no sense. Yeah, there's like I a was, few of his lines where I'm like, what? Okay. Well, I, I remember as a kid, like him talking about, you know, a day in the core is like a day in the farm. And I was like, and I was like, yeah, dude, it is. And I, I have no idea what you're talking. <laughs> and I really love there's a song when um when Ripley's showing that she can use a cargo loader, right? And him and Hicks, she goes, where do you want it? And they're like little boys all of a sudden. They're like, um. <laughs> bay 12 please and it's there was a really cute moment because you don't see those guys kind of like drop their guard like oh shit like you know she got us love Mm -hmm. that um he's got some great cigar acting yeah not not easy to do man good voice Um, and a good laugh too i think he actually was uh he had some military history i forget what what exactly he was a marine um so these oh shit they're colonial marine right yeah a bug star um speaking of speaking of the marines uh James Cameron, action. This guy knows how to do it. Like, uh, what are when you think of this movie and the action sequences? Like, what what comes to mind? Like, um, I'll start with Ben. What, what what do you think of when you when you think of the action of Aliens? Uh, there's there's like three things. It's the seventeen things. Um, mostly it's like the rhythms that are created between close ups, wides, inserts, explosions, and then all the different types of special effects. Um, coordination between miniatures and puppets and um and and all that kind of stuff he's very clear it's never even when he's trying to be vague about you know what these silly costumes look like you know with shadows and stuff um the action and everything is very clear and i that's something i i value right on pete you know it's interesting that because you're talking about like why is he so good at action and i'm like i have no idea because like he shouldn't be like what hmm. what background does he have you know like why is he so good at like making these like marine characters believable and like the action so believable and i mean, I mean granted it's like sci-fi so really you could say like anything happens and it's but yeah i don't i don't really know like i'm not sure what the magic is there why he's able to pull it off so well but it works is there any scene that you like you really look forward to watching when it comes to like the 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 shoot 'em ups? Well, when I first discovered the director's cut and my mind blew in part split in two halves, I was just like, <laughs> "Oh my god." <laughs> Cuz I it was like a twofer. I I was at my friend's house and he told me about the Terminator 2 director's cut and I was just like, "Wait, what? What do you what do you mean?" And they're just like, oh, there's like a longer version of it. And like, I couldn't believe it. I was just like, what are you saying to me right now? <laughs> and, and so like, I like immediately went to Blockbuster and I rented that. And while I was renting that, they're just like, yeah, they, we have the Aliens director's cut too. And I was just like, what? There's a director's cut of this too? I'd never even heard of like a director's cut before. I didn't even know anything about it. So I read it on both at the same time. And my favorite part was like the smart guns, you know? Where they yeah, like, the set up those smart, things, yeah. yeah, and they're like shooting the aliens just like left and right. I thought that was so pimp when I was a kid. I was just like, yes. <laughs> Why would they cut that from the movie? Did you find anything pimp, Sonia, in the in the movie? 
Yeah, I have, I have two scenes that are my favorite action scenes. Um, one is when um, they have like the motion detector and it's beeping and they're like, how can it be that close? It's in the room. And, and they realize they're above them. That was really cool and suspenseful. And uh, the other one is when uh, Newt and Ripley are trapped in like the medical unit with the two face huggers. That's a really good action sequence. Yes. Um, but one thing I would say is like, you know, wondering like, how is this guy able to pull these action scenes off? Um, like, just like studying screenwriting, you learn like different devices that like um, make that uh, really successful. And one is the use of sound. Um, so like the the alarms and also the heightening of the beeps, the closer something is, the, the faster the beeps get with the watch and also with the motion detectors that like immediately just raises your like suspense level. Like even you can watch it a million times. You always get kind of worked up, you know, like right. I was watching it the other night. And my cat was like, what the fuck's going on? You know, like it's just instinctual right. when you hear that like beeping alarm. So that and also the use of a time limit is really like suspenseful. And we all know that old trick. But you're like, oh, shit, she only has 16 minutes, 15, 14, you know, and you're just like, there's no fucking way she's going to get out of there in time. So it just really like pumps you up. And that's great for action. And then and the last thing is like setups and payoffs. Like he's real like Cameron's really good at writing setups and payoffs. So like when you like you're t- talking about that cargo scene in the beginning and how fun that is. And it's like shot so well and it looks amazing. And you're like, that's so cool. It pays off in the end where you're like, oh, yeah, she has the class rating or whatever that means you know right. you're like he's gonna kick ass so those techniques make him a really good storyteller i i agree with that and i agree with everything that was said here and i also think that uh james horner's score i i swear it's been used in other trailers for other action films but it's 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 you know super propulsive and you know like when they finally leave the planet and they nuke it and it hits its crescendo or whatever it's it's it always works for me. I'm always like just kind of like enthralled. And I think I could be mistaken. I think James Cameron fought with everybody in the film, but I think him and James Horner went like tooth and nail over the score, like nonstop. And it's one of my favorites. I don't know what James Cameron's problem was. Maybe it wasn't good before. I don't know. But um, you, you mentioned um, a couple of scenes. Actually, there are also their action scenes are also very um, suspenseful and scary. And so the film is a sci-fi horror action movie. So there's a lot of scary stuff like, you mentioned like Newt and Ripley and the face huggers and the water coming down that stuff. Even I, I know how it's going to turn out. I'm always kind of like, Oh my God, it, it gets me. Um, I will say for me, the most horrific scene is the woman who they discover is still alive. And she's like, please kill me. And just, you know, I didn't see the first alien. I, I kind of already knew they came out of your stomach or whatever, but um, the, the look on her face and then coming back to Ripley kind of reliving what happened to her dude in the first movie and like, she, you know, she like, and also her dreams, it, it, that's really affecting and, and, and uh, was deeply disturbing as a kid, especially. Um, what are some of your, your guys' like favorite, like scary or suspenseful scenes? Uh, start with Pete, what do you got? Yeah, the scene you just talked about, like, was mm. disgusting the first time I saw it as a kid. <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God. Uh, that was really the only, I think, like, well, yeah, that was really the only scary scene, I think. The opening, I think, maybe was trying to be scary, but it. It wasn't really that scary. So the the dream thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that wasn't nearly as like disturbing as the scene that we were just talking about, where she's just like, "Please kill me," and she's like all like slimy and like, oh, yeah. I think Sigourney's wig was kind of disturbing at the beginning, but besides that, I was I was fine with <laughs> the rubber stomach. I don't know. Oh, I, I don't, I don't even remember the wig. Yeah, it's before she gets her hair in the sweet color and sweet uh, wife. <laughs> um, Sonia, like any other, you mentioned a couple, but anything else that you, you you always think of as a scary scene? 
Well, I do. I would still say that face hugger scene is mm. the scariest one to me. And again, it goes back to just like insect stuff, you know, like yeah. I have definitely felt that way in my apartment with a giant roach, you know, mm. you're like, I don't know where it is, but it could be hiding anywhere. Right. Um, so yeah, that's the scariest scene to me. I'm with that. Uh, how about you, Ben? What freaked you out? So in the part where um, they go across the, the glass in the med bay, and they're slamming it, and it's silent is is yeah. really scary. But it, the the part in the beginning where she has the nightmare, the storytelling aspect that I that I enjoy the most is that when she wakes up, what we realize is that she's the nightmare is mixed in with the experience that she's had a few days earlier, mm-hmm. right? So the, it's the same nurse. She's like, you still having nightmares, but like we get that like exposition through her dreamscape. And I, I think that's really cool. This is something I, I, you just kind of reminded me of, but one of the things I like about the film is that it's the future. And I think it's a couple of hundred years in the future, but no one's alpha is so goofy or distracting that it takes you out of it. Like I think they, their business suits, they pop the collar and take something out. And like, you know, Paula Poundstone is like one of the ladies who works. It looks like almost, you know, and it's like people smoke still. It's just, yeah. if I, I kind of appreciate that. And the first one had it too, like the whole space trucker vibe. Like, um, do you guys in general, I guess I kind of like it both ways. Do you, do you guys like your sci-fi with like, you want like uh, Logan's run, like silver suits, or do you like something that's kind of not so showy? Well, they should definitely just never say what year it is. That's always like, yeah. But no, other, totally than, agree. other than that, yeah. Like their outfit, if the outfit's like semi believable, that's the thing is like, you never know what it's going to look like. So they're just like, it's anyone's guess really. But I feel like if the more outlandish you go, the less chance you have of being accurate, you know, like just keep it yeah. simple. Like right, right. suits are going to probably look the same in a hundred years. Tank tops, upside down crosses. It's, it's never going to die. Yeah. It's, it's fashion. Look it up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, now if we were to put this on YouTube, people would know what you're talking about. But since you are like adamantly refusing, now it's they're going to be like, what are they talking about? Okay. What are we talking about? Um, I don't know. So everyone else is cool with the um the, the futuristic wardrobe. yeah i like the wardrobe a lot um you, like i like when uh when the wardrobe person takes a really specific look and goes with it like um you know blade runner for instance is like a classic sort of 40s vibe right yeah. you got that mike hammer sort of look but if you're just doing that all throughout the film that works it like at no point looks stupid or weird because you're like, this is the look they went with. It's in the right. future, but it's 40s look. Cool. Okay. That was a choice. So it's a you commitment know? to an aesthetic. You, you just gotta, yeah. 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 I like I when that. something is really distinct. No, that that's a good segue for this. Um, for distinction. Um, the special effects, Stan Winston and his crew, um, the Alien Queen is of course the showstopper and you know, as a kid, that shit looked real to me. I, I, I love, and when you watch how they made it, I was really in awe of that the puppetry there. It was a bunch of great, like, um, not only just the, the creatures themselves, but like the sets and, and guns. Is, are there any um, particular shots or uh, creatures or, or whatever you, that you guys really, really um, love? Like, so Ben, is there any anything in the movie that you're like, oh man, that's my that's my that's my shit right there? I'm like really, I'm really fascinated by, um, like, chinks in the armor. Of, mm. of the James Cameron special effects that exist in this movie. There's a lot of, a, there's a lot of really fantastic compositing and, and some good rear projection, 
And then there's some not so great, like keyed out stuff. Um, Alien Three is much worse, but like the shot where, the shot where uh, they do the the drop ship, and you're you're b- beneath it, and they drop, and then like the camera diagonally like pans to follow it to the uh, the planet. It's like perfect until the ship gets small and like the motion control camera like bounces a little bit. Um, otherwise, magnificent. <laughs> But there, but there's a lot of dubious rear projection, especially um, uh, at the big action showpieces. Uh, in that, really, I thought a, the rear projection looks cool. I always liked that one. I, was I mean, it looks cool. It just doesn't. It's just like the lighting to me isn't quite right when like the queen is like exploding and stuff like that. Hmm. I I actually I'm I, a jerk. What do you want from me? I don't know. <laughs> I, I I like it, but yeah, I mean it's. It, if you you can you can see parts of like okay that's what they did but I kind of usually prefer that I actually like a thumbprint a little bit on something yeah I'm not saying I don't like it I'm just saying yeah. I don't like it <laughs> Pete well I was actually gonna say I really like the rear projection use because James Cameron loves rear projection I don't know actually when he stopped if it was Avatar was the first movie he stopped using rear projection it kind of makes sense yeah or actually wise. I feel like now that I think about it, I feel like he used a little no I don't know. <laughs> anyways i really like i couldn't remember because he definitely did some on titanic but anyways um yeah no anything that was practical effects i thought looked great in my opinion like you said when they're getting into like green screen compositing and stuff like that then there was some shots that looked a little dicey in there but all the practical effects like the aliens you know like the queen and all that stuff the explosions i thought still hold up all right sony you you have made special effects so what, what do you think yeah. I, I like the um, the birthing of the eggs tube. Mm. <laughs> Anything that's like functional and juicy, you know, like <laughs> it looks really good. It looks like legit larva working its way through something organic. Yeah, so I, I really like that effect the best. And whatever liquids they're pumping through there are like mucusy and like really, and yeah. the, the sound effects really help sell it. And I remember right. as a kid, like um, thinking like this is what like satan would be like he had an ovipositor and it'd be like a real gross buggy kind of thing yeah uh, this is actually a, it's, i think it's a really simple effect but it's basically a guy in a suit plus somebody holding a tail but there's this shot where um newt gets abducted and newt's in this the sewer thing and the alien comes up behind her and there's a tail first and then it comes up looming over and i always thought that it was just really nightmarish it's like a little girl in a fairy tale kind of the monster come gets her it gets her and i just love the way I think it's partly the guy in the suit. His acting's really good. He has good hand movements. So I'm always drawn to that. Um, I'm always a sucker for the queen though. Um, but let's, uh, let's move on to, we're going to go back to Bill Paxton because he's going to probably dominate this category. The quotes, <laughs> this movie, some, like, there's like, you know, I'm, I'm a typical American dude. Like I quote Big Lebowski and, and, and aliens a lot and aliens. There's things I say. I'm like, Oh, that's from aliens. I, I don't know why I even say that now. Like, are, are any particular lines that you guys just love or are you, you find yourself saying? Well, I think we just had that text message back and forth a couple of days ago <laughs> where we put like all the lines from the pretty much text out like half the movie. So, but yeah, and mostly Bill much, Paxton, though, right? Yeah, all, all Bill Paxton lines were incredible. <laughs> I do think that Newt is probably runner up, though. She's going for that crown. Like, affirmative, I think, is how we start it. Yeah. They mostly now, come out at night. Mostly is it. Mostly. mostly. Yeah. I use it all the time. I don't even care if people don't understand the reference. I'll just do it all the time. 
And like, I think Anytime it was- Anytime I say mostly, it has to follow up with mostly. Right. And I think that it was big, but then South Park came around and it made it even bigger. And so it's like, True. it's pretty unstoppable. Um, And I, yeah. I, I think I've seen like, you know, the, the actress, she's like, yeah, I, I think she's a teacher now. She's like, my friends will still say like most, like every time they can. And she's like, you know, <laughs> grain of salt. What can I, what can I fucking it's do? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I love her voice. Cause she's like, I think she has one British parent, I think. And, but she's hmm. like a, or she was an American living in England. So her voice sometimes dips in and out of kind of like a little British kind of accent thing. Mm-hmm. Ben, like uh, go ahead. Sigourney's line, uh, get away from here, you bitch. She just delivers it so evil and just right dead on. You're like, that's badass. That's not an easy line to deliver and sound like a badass unless you're a good actor. <laughs> yeah. And, and she's, she's Oscar nominated for this film, which is one of those things that mm. you're like, I didn't know at the time. I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, especially you know, '86 or whatever. They weren't nominating films like this for anything usually, sure. except, except for effects. But um, yeah, I, I agree. That's not an easy line. You can sound pretty hammy if you don't do that right. Yeah. Um, Ben, any any lines you always uh throw out? I mean, the line, the line that I I'm so weird. The line that I like is when she's in the boardroom and she's waving the the paper and red tape at them all this all this bullshit that you think is so important you can kiss it all goodbye i say Um, to my baby every time i can yeah that's i think that's (laughs) i I think that's good the way she delivers it is just like i think it's actually the you know the clip they play when you're on nominated for an oscar and i think it's one of the things and and they also like uh nail your ass to the wall you know she's talking oh yeah to the wall yeah and like you know somewhere helen hunt's like yeah fuck that dude um no (laughs) My thing is, I always say um, it's a bad call. Ripley is a bad call. No, no matter what mistake I've made or to myself, like you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have gone jogging without sunscreen. It's a bad call, Ripley. Yeah, I, I, I'm always saying that shit to myself. I don't know. Um, but Bill Paxton, Game Over Man, he, he, I do not know how he is so likable with like at least a third of the film him being the most whiny cowardly especially the film starts out him being the most bravado macho dude in the room you know he's like we're gonna get some and then he crumbles but then he he rebuilds himself at the end he kind of goes out okay but like i love him the the whole time he's he's like the worst guy in the world he's probably who i would be um he's like most most relatable Oh, like easily, everyone, yeah. everyone wants to pretend they're a badass, but then when the shit hits the fan, like more than likely they're going to be a big pussy. I'd be somewhere between Bill Paxton and Costanza in, in Aliens <laughs> if I was doing things. I'd be like, are we, are we still fighting them? Maybe Costanza they're. Hates, I don't. Costanza hates not about you. <laughs> they, yeah, perfect. <laughs> Love it. Um, okay, so I got I got to mention this because this is something that only recently I've learned about. I'm going to try to pronounce it correctly. Um, Arcturian. Poontang? I think that's the, the, the name. So the line is the two Marines are talking about it and they mentioned how, um, you know, they don't think there's a threat and that, they, you know, it'll probably be like, you know, when they went to some planet and they had some awesome sex, apparently, and it doesn't matter if they're male or female, they're awesome either way. And the Internet is kind of like, well, this is uh, a clue that there are other alien races. And I was like, wait a minute. I thought earlier in the film, they talked about how they have uh, never encountered an alien race. And so this opened up a whole fucking world to me of like debate. Um, well, I know you got, go ahead. They say no alien like as the, yeah that mm-hmm. that had been described had been uh, discovered. So. so like there are other yeah. aliens, but not the xenomorph. So so did you guys? Is that your interpretation originally? Well, yeah, like, I I thought it was pretty clear that they were talking about another species. I mean they 
they mm. say it. I mean, they point, they flat out say it, and then they're like, when they're Arterian, it doesn't matter. Like, I right. thought it was good. Yeah. I think so too. It's kind of like alien nation, you know, like I just figure, or like V where you just figure there's another kind of humanoid race that you might have sex with that's around, you know, it made it a little bit dorky when you think about it for a second, because you're like, "Mm, I don't want to picture that happening in this universe, but I think that had to be it, you know? I just pictured like some colony that was kind of like Amsterdam of space. Like there's there anything goes, just go crazy. (laughs) They're super into like whatever you're into, but that's just me. (laughs) Ben, have you have you thought about the the space poon tank? That's all I think about. Um, right. I, I read that they're like the Vulcans that they were the first non-terrestrial race that we made contact with, and then there's also two other mentions of you know extraterrestrials that are not you know bioweapon killing machines, right? So there's um right next to Pharaoh's cockpit, there's a a patch. That Ron Cobb designed that says um, "bug bug stompers." Yeah, we extinguish blah blah blah. And then uh, um, Bill Paxton is like, "Is this going to be uh, another bug hunt?" So they must be killing you know sheep or rhinos or space rhinos, you know, or something. Like that. I just thought they were hunting for bugs, never finding them. You know, but that's just me. <laughs> you, you guys have kind of convinced me. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm gonna look into it. Um. <laughs> okay, so. Theatrical cut, director's cut. I, you guys have I'm probably seen both or whatever. What do you guys prefer? I think Pete, are you a theatrical? Are you a director's cut guy? Generally speaking, I'm usually a theatrical cut guy because I, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a reason why the extra scenes were cut. The only exception would be Terminator Two, just because that's the greatest film ever made in the history of movies. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would probably still say theatrical version for Aliens, just because the director's cut is like so goddamn long and unnecessary the only real scene i would have kept in there was the smart guns where they're like mowing down the aliens but everything else they caught i was just like yeah probably a good call cutting that sonia what do you what do you think about this i think for this particular film yeah i would go with theatrical you know like there's a difference between a like a movie like a popcorn movie you want to see in the theater and then like a film like so like alien is like a film and Aliens is like a movie, you know? Mm. So I think I'd rather see a theatrical cut of what I consider a movie over a film where I just take my time and can watch a movie. can watch a film for four hours, but a movie, I only want it to be like just under two hours is good. No, I get that. Um, That's why yeah. I can't fuck with those new Avenger movies. I'm like, you guys are dumb. I'm not going to I'm not gonna sit in a theater <laughs> for four hours watching the fucking Avengers. That's a whole other topic I could talk about. <laughs> You're right. It's it's not fucking the master or phantom thread or something. It's like, come on, let's just get through this. Yeah. yeah. Um. And <laughs> w- what do you think, man? Did you did you uh, prefer either cut? Oh man, last night watching the theatrical cut on on Amazon for the first time, I thought I was in you know Mandala effect universe. I was so confused. <laughs> um, I really like the. I think that the scene where Burke tells her where she's sitting at the rear projection uh, park and Burke mm. tells her uh, about Amanda Ripley dying at 67 is, is an important scene that gets cut. You know, it's, it's, it's the scene that starts the arc that she ends on for me. Um, and there's other stuff in the, I also like the Hadley's hope. Um, uh, Newt's family. Getting, I like, I like, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure if I like that as Newt's family, but I, I like that callback uh, a little bit. There's the, there's one thing, this is not related, 
the the fact that like she gets out of the board meeting and then like the next scene Burke shows up and he goes, "Oh, you uh, we lost contact with them." <laughs> like very convenient. It's just like it's timed it's timed so well, you know. Right. Um I will say this. I, I personally think that all the individual scenes that were cut, individually they're fine. Um I do feel like so, including like the scene when you find out her daughter's dead, um but I actually like that better as subtext in a theatrical cut than actual text. I, I don't need to know that she literally lost a daughter to know that Newt is now her daughter. Like I think it, to me, it's a little more powerful not having to be like really point blank, like, Oh, one's dead. Boom. We got the new one. But yeah, but again, I, I'll watch, I'll, I'll watch those scenes if I feel like watching bonus scenes or whatever, but I don't really need that cut. That's just me talking. And I, the, I, I'm, the I'm deleted really scene with Burke is, uh, where he's cocooned is a little strange. I forget that. I didn't, I didn't realize she, that. He asked her to kill him, and she and she hands him uh, one of the grenades. And, like <laughs> pats him on the shoulder and fucks off. And he's like, uh, "Yeah." Um, so we always end up with this. Um, is this a good movie or just a good action movie? Uh, Sony, where, where do you come in on this? Now it's a really it's a really good movie. You know, I think it has everything it takes to make a, a good um, piece of entertainment for just like a general audience. And the fact that we're talking about it now when it came out in 86, you know, makes it uh, it's truly a testimony to it being a really good movie, not just a good action movie. Right on. Um, Mr. Peter Leon. It is a great movie. Better than Terminator 2 even? Shut your <laughs> whore mouth, Tony. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's close. uh ben what do you think ben yeah of course it's great i don't you know i think of it as a science fiction movie Mm. more than um an action movie it's great it's it's uh it's great i wish it was i wish it was even better (laughs) so hurtful um i i think it's a great film it's one of my favorite films um but i I would just like to apologize for calling you a horror earlier tony i'm sorry it, I I kind of am. It's fine. It's no, no big deal. I'm, I've yeah. been told on the internet that I'm too mean, so I'm, I'm trying to rope that in. Did someone actually tell you too, about the show, or just in general? Oh, just in general. Oh, the, okay. If someone really? actually wants, join the yeah. club, Pete. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I've seen you online. Um, that's fine. If, if someone like is like going to be my knight in honor, I want to know if they're rushing to my defense. I, I'm, you know, no, just in general. Cool, cool. Um, so uh, speaking of which, uh, we're going to we're going to like, I think we, we discussed this great film and it's great. Let's do some plugs real quick. Uh, Peter Leon, besides being a dickhead on the Internet, um, what else are you doing? I'm in a band dead right now. We're recording uh, LP. It's going to be available for presale probably by the time this is uh, airing. So check out the website deadretina.com, Pre-order the record and uh, listen to it and buy a record player. Right on. Uh, Sonia, what, what do you got going on? Um, we are, I'm with Crown Chip. You can go to crownchip.com to check out our work. Um, and right now we're working actually on a sci-fi drama feature. Um, I don't know when it'll be out. It's still in early pre-production. Um, and it's set here in Arizona. Right on. Ben, what, what about you, man? I am, uh, the next, I don't know, working on a bunch of comics, Monkeys Fighting Robots number three is being kickstarted right now. It has a features a comic that uh, is my grandfather's autobiography, 
about his years in the service. I stole the title from MASH. It's called And Then There Was Korea. Hmm. Uh, you and I have a comic coming out in Wizard number two, which features a teenage Peter Leone. Which is, That's uh, very true. Wait, what? Cool. What is this? What the fuck? I, I, thought, I thought, yeah, this is the story But when we used to sneak into the movies and uh, you would instruct us to, like, if someone walks by, just look like you're on your phone or something. And we all looked at our phone at the same time and you're like, you guys are idiots. We're going to get caught. It's oh, based yeah. on that. But then we I, get killed. I remember. But then I'm uh, working on two, three, working on three different comics, two of which will be published by uh, Cosmic Lion Productions. Um, uh, and you can read my work at picturesforstories.com. Okay. Um, I, I appreciate it, guys. Uh, what? what well, what I just got one more story. Well, I feel like the, the audience will enjoy this. Okay, hit me. What this is a classic story that we've told many times. Well, because apparently the comic that you guys are creating about us sneaking into the movies, I just wanted right. to. Tony already knows the story because he lived it, but I'll tell you too. So me and Tony used to sneak into the movies frequently, and uh, we snuck in to see The Departed, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and when we were done, we were leaving the theater, and Tony all of a sudden had like, uh, like. <laughs> <laughs> he felt guilty about it and he's like i gotta buy a ticket and i was just like what why and he's just like i don't feel right about it and i was just like why all of a sudden now are you not feeling right about this and so we got into like an argument about it and he's like no i have to do it and so he bought a ticket and then just like randomly gave it to some like random person and, and he's just like we shouldn't be doing that and i was like but you give me free movies from blockbuster all the time because he used to work at blockbuster and so like yeah. i would never have to pay for my movies it's like it's there's no different in that and then we got into like a legitimate, like actual fight where we like didn't talk to each other for like two days. If he was right, I was full of shit. <laughs> my moral compass is pretty wonky. Even out the universe because I wanted my money back after that film. What? Well, you know. I like The Departed? <laughs> oh, man. I can yes. talk about that too, but I won't. The battle continues. Um, yeah, you see, you guys heard it there first. I tried being a good person and didn't take. You know, never be a good person in this world, Tony.